Hey there, sister. Welcome to Girl Out of Order, a podcast for women like me taking actual steps to more fully embrace their unique selves and stop trying to fit into someone else's mold. I'm your girl, Christine, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, lawyer, and mama to my very own girl gang. I am fired up to help women transform what seems broken into the fuel they need to become the champions of their own damn lives. On Girl Out of Order, you'll find a community without comparison, a place where you can come as you are, but leave changed and inspired to never again deny a single part of your beautiful self in a quest to fit in. So if you're tired of feeling like you're too much and yet never enough, Girl Out of Order is your home. When you start believing that not fitting in is the perfect fit, contentment, vision, and joy will surely follow. So girls, if you're ready to do the brave work, come on in and let's get started. Welcome back to Girl Out of Order. You have joined me for episode 12, which I am calling Your Primary Question Can Save Your Life. And I'm showing up about as raw as I think a human being can possibly be because I am showing up on day four of life without mama. If you've been following me at all on social media, you may already know that on January 3rd, 2023, my mom finished her race. Her journey ended at 9.25 a.m., in a hospital in St. Petersburg, Florida. I had um, received a call on Monday from her husband, Charlie, saying that mama had asked that life-sustaining treatments be removed. And even after that call, even after I spent a couple hours scrambling to get flights and cars in hotels, I still didn't allow myself to believe that this was going to be it. You see, my mom, my mom, Judy, I'm not going to call her my mom all the time because everybody needs to know her name. Judith Carol Allen Salisbury, and then at the end of her life, Hoffmeister, was a survivor to the nth degree. In fact, if you looked up survivor in the dictionary and they had a picture, you might even see a picture of my mom. My mom never really had it easy, but she never complained. My mom was dealt a raw deal in a lot of respects, but she never stopped trying to rise above, find the positive, and live a life of fulfillment sometimes against all odds. My mom was amazing. She was an angel and she was maddening and frustrating and confusing and she was my angel. And so I'm showing up about as raw as you can be because I lost my mom. Sorry, the emotions are so real. When you wake up, And you know, in those first few minutes of your morning, you forget. And then it hits you. I don't have a mom. That is breathtaking. And it 
it really stops you in your tracks and makes you think. And so I have a choice to make. I can show up in my life and walk daily in grief, which grief is a companion. It's not avoidable. Or better yet, I can stop and take a deep breath and choose how I want to live the remaining days of my life that I'll honor this beautiful angel that will honor the life that my mom lived, a life of sacrifice and a life of determination and a life that never, ever, ever gave up on love and devotion and frankly happiness, even though it wasn't easy for her. My mom at the end of her life made a beautiful life with her husband, Charlie. And even though I'm choosing to live a life that will honor her, damn it, I want her back. All I really want is to feel my mama's hug. And so I have a choice. I have a choice in how I'm going to show up. And you know what the good news is? I can hold all the things. I can hold the anger, frankly, that I didn't get more time. And I can hold the joy of reviewing all these memories and the the life that she lived. And I can hold the gut-wrenching pain of the loss. And I can hold the gratitude because my mom wrote notes at the end of her life to tell me what I meant to her, to tell me what she wanted for life and for me and for my brother. And I can hold all those things. And you, no matter what you're going through, can hold all of that at once. Isn't that crazy that we can do that? And so I'm choosing to show up here to serve you and to serve my mom's memory. And I hope that the, what I share with you today will help you save your life. That sounds dramatic. But you know what? That was my mom. <laughs> she was nothing if not dramatic about everything. She lived large. She loved large. She was a force to be reckoned with. So when I say in the title that your primary question can save your life, it might sound dramatic and maybe it is to a certain degree, but it depends on how you define saving your life. So in honor of my mom, Judith Carroll, I'm going to teach you today about how your primary question can save your life. And I believe that if you follow what I'm going to teach you, you can change everything. In an instant, you can change everything. And you can choose what kind of life you want to live simply by the question that you approach your life with every single day. So what is your primary question? Well, if you listen to my last episode, you'll know that I received the gift of a Tony Robbins intervention into my life, into my husband's life, into our marriage, and into our family at Date with Destiny in December of 2022. Tony spent two hours with my husband and I in front of 6,000 of our closest friends from 96 or 7 countries around the world. And that man went deep into my life and into my approach and into my perspective. And he, he laid it bare for me to see what was blocking me from freedom. 
What was blocking me from forgiveness? What was blocking me from love? Some real, deep, powerful, limitless love. And he showed me through a series of questions and probing and challenges that I had such a block in my spirit, such a a wall that I had built so high to protect myself that I had actually handicapped my spirit. I had handicapped my ability to love. I had handicapped my ability to feel joy and happiness and freedom. And through that intervention and through the entirety of the six-day date with destiny, I let go of everything that was holding me back. I felt that I had been turned inside out, my soul washed clean, and the gift that I received through Date with Destiny changed everything. And it started, I believe, with the teaching on your primary question. You see, when we show up in life, we take up a certain amount of space. And that certain amount of space we take up is space, not just physical space or emotional space, but spiritual space, like mental space. How do you show up in your day-to-day life? How do you interact with the person at the hotel counter? How do you interact with your spouse? How do you interact with yourself when you look in the mirror? Ooh, let's start there. When you get up in the morning and you go to get ready and you look at yourself in the eyes, how do you show up? How do you look at yourself? What glasses, what lenses do you view yourself with? Let's start there because that's the moment that your primary question shows up. And that's the moment where you choose every day how you will live this life. You see, there's a lot of things that are out of our control. In fact, most things in our lives are out of our control. But the one thing that can never, ever be taken out of your control is your mindset, which includes your attitude and your focus and your outlook. And it all stems from our primary question. If you think about people that lived through the Holocaust, that that came out and still had joy. And honestly, there are people that still found joy in the midst of that horror. How in the hell did those people do that? They never, ever gave up control of their mind. So your primary question, it's how you interact with the world. And I I believe the best way I can teach you about this is sharing what I found out during Date with Destiny was my primary question, how I showed up in my relationships, in my workplace, in my dreams, in my physical body, and most importantly, like I said, in my mindset. My old primary question, my BS question that I will never, ever again allow to be primary is I used to ask, Why am I always too much and yet never enough to be loved? Can you imagine how hard I had to fight every day to find joy when that is how I showed up in my marriage and in my parenting and in my relationship with my mom? Ouch. You see, 
my life hasn't been easy. I've had a lot of abandonment. I've had a lot of hurt. I've had a lot of abuse and a lot of pain. But you know what? I have had exponentially more joy and experiences that fill me to overflowing. I've had more love and connection and friendship and travel and success and achievement exponentially more than all of that other garbage that I've also had. And yet, when I'd show up, my primary question is, why, why am I always too much? And yet never, ever enough to be loved. That led to a lot of pain. It led to a dulling of my senses that prevented me from feeling this incredible joy from feeling clarity or you know receiving clarity of purpose and clarity in my day and clarity in my thoughts it dulled my nerves protection was my primary focus that came from my primary question and it was an anemic life one that I will never ever again live so what did I do about it well When I finally accepted that my mindset was the only thing that I could control, I made a decision. Yes, you can make a decision. It might sound trite, but it's true. Something can be trite and still be true. And in an instant, let me do this again. In an instant, you can decide to approach your life with a different majorly empowering, beautiful primary question. And that is exactly what I chose to do in Date with Destiny. And it truly saved my life. My new primary question is how can I more fully experience the love, the grace, and the connection that my creator has for this beautiful life? Let me say it again. How can I, Christine Denise Gale, more fully experience the love, the grace, and the connection that my creator has for this beautiful life? When you break that question down, there isn't an ounce of room for anything but beauty. Let's start with the first part. How? I approached my, I approach, excuse me, let me try that again. I approach my life every day now, not asking why, but asking how. That is a two millimeter shift that changes everything in an instant. I don't have time for why. And frankly, I don't care about any of the whys. I want to know how. When you approach your primary question with a how, your eyes get bigger and wider and your perspective is fuller because you're on the lookout. You are aware. How? How can I? Ooh, there's the next one. I. Me. I. When my old primary question was all about what others thought of me or others didn't give me? How can I 
more fully experience. I'm on the hunt. I am aware. I am always looking for ways that I can more fully experience. You see, because I believe life is a continuum. And it's a continuum of growth and expansion. Let me say that again. Life is a continuum of growth and expansion. Unless you choose to play small. Unless you choose to show up with a BS primary question like I used to do. That leaves you anemic. That leaves you wanting. And leaves you lonely. And most importantly for me, it left me limited in everything that I want most in life. So how can I more fully experience? Since Date with Destiny, every day I'm on the hunt for how I can more fully experience. Ooh, there's another juicy word. Life is experiences. It's not stuff. It's not to-dos, although that's part of experiencing, I suppose. It's experiences. How can I more fully experience? When I got to the hospital at 9.30 p.m. on Monday, January 2nd, 2023, and I walked into that room and I finally was in the presence of my mom again. I thought, I'm here, mom. I prayed and hoped that my presence would change her mind. It wasn't more than 10 minutes and the nurses were in there with the forms that my mom had been asked to be signed to remove her life-sustaining treatment. And I thought, no, it's too soon. I just got here. Don't go. It hit me so hard because it was so fast and I wanted her to stay. I had a choice in that moment. How could I more fully experience? And I let go of what I wanted and I embraced what my mom chose. And because I was on the hunt for how I could more fully experience this moment, I was so present and so aware. And I know she had peace from that. Because my God, she passed 12 hours later. Just 12 hours. She knew I was there and I was with her and I was more fully experiencing this moment. And the next part of that, my beautiful primary question is, how can I more fully experience the love? (laughs) All I've ever wanted from this life is a life Filled with love. I used to shy away from that question and get out my thesaurus because, well, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know I'm kind of a wordsmith. Love words, love words, love words. And so here I am looking for a different word that, oh, love is just so overused. And so I'm like, oh, I've got to find something that's a little more juicy, something that has a little more texture. What a fool's errand. What a fool's errand. I... Love, love. And so I'm actually going to be on a bit of a pilgrimage to more fully understand what love means because I've been behind this brick wall of protection for so many decades that it's all broken down now and this love is flooding in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to understand. So yes, 
I'm a little cerebral. So I do need to understand a certain degree. But when I say understand, I mean understand in my soul. And this time with my mom, these 12 hours, I learned more about love than I have probably ever learned in my entire life. Because my mom couldn't say much at the end. Thankfully, they took the big mask off and she had a nose cannula to help her breathe. But she still couldn't speak much. Except to say morphine, which was kind of funny. Because at the end, that was about the only word I kept hearing her say. And she would be laughing with me. She probably is laughing. Because my mom went out high as a kite and that's what she deserved. Um... If you knew my mom, you'd understand that she made inappropriate jokes at the most serious times. So go with it, please. She made said one sentence the whole time I was there. Because I asked her, it was getting really late. It was midnight and ch- poor Charlie was, he was listing. He was kind of falling sideways. He'd been there every day for almost three weeks. And I said, mom, you know, maybe Charlie and I will go back home and we'll come back in the morning. I said, do you want Charlie to go home and take care of the dogs? And she said, Charlie, go. I said, do you want me to go to the hotel and or do you want me to stay? And the only sentence my mama said is, I want you to stay. Huh. The last sentence that my mom spoke She chose me. She loved me. And she told me exactly what she needed so that I could best love her. Love is a very complicated emotion. My mom and I had a very complicated relationship. I know that my mom loved me more than life, more than breath, more than anything. Sometimes she loved me so much it suffocated me. And I would give anything to feel that suffocation today. But love is complicated. But at the end of her life, all I felt was this beautiful light of love. Because I showed up to that hospital room with my primary question, how can I more fully experience the love, not just of my mother, but the love that I have for my mother. And I was gifted with a sacred spiritual experience unlike anything I've ever had in my life. The next part of my primary question, how can I more fully experience the love, the grace? Grace is also a very complicated word, very textured word that sometimes can be overused. But what I experienced in the last 12 hours of my mom's life is nothing short of pure grace. I made it. I made it there in time. And it was because I believe I made it there that my mom 
felt free to let go. You see, she was hurting. She was suffering so much. She wasn't going to let go until I got there. And then she gave me those beautiful, amazing 12 hours. Her last 12 hours. She gave it to me. And that's grace. All of the struggles that she and I had in our relationship mean absolutely nothing. Because grace heals. Grace heals. All I see and feel and hear and know is the grace of that moment and the pure love of a mama and I'm free I'm free of any of the memories that aren't great because she allowed me to see into her soul she allowed me into her final moments my mom gave me the grace to heal in those 12 hours The next part of the question, how can I more fully experience the love, the grace, and the connection? There is nothing I can imagine more in a human existence, as far as connection goes, than to be with someone as they take their final journey. I have always longed for more connection with my mom and we had it in so many ways and there were so many ways that we didn't have it ideally in this life. But in that moment, because I approached the situation with this beautiful, empowering primary question, there was no room for anything negative. There was no room for any pain or bitterness or leverage or frustration or confusion. All there was was love, grace, and connection. Tony taught at Date with Destiny the Ono prayer. And it's a prayer of love and forgiveness. And I'll share a link in the show notes so you can read up on the Ono prayer. Because if you just hear the words, they seem really simplistic and a little bit confusing. And I will admit that when Tony was teaching about it, I may have done a few eye rolls because I'm like, oh, come on, this, this is it? Like, really, this is it? Woo, what a fool I was. Never, did, never, never doubt the master. But the Hopa Ono prayer um, is a beautiful healing prayer that is from my favorite place, Hawaii. And Tony talked, uh, or excuse me, taught about um, the story of Dr. Hugh Len. And he was a therapist in Hawaii. And he, his story is amazing. He healed an entire ward of mentally ill criminals without even seeing them as patients. And he did it through the Hopa Ono prayer. And when you hear it, 
just open your hearts, open your minds, and understand that there is a history behind this prayer that is proven, and it it really, truly um, offers love. It offers forgiveness. It offers uh, freedom, not just forgiveness for the person you're speaking the prayer to, but forgiveness for yourself. And it goes very simply like this. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Four simple phrases that, like I said, I truly, truly did not believe even for a second that this was going to do anything. But because I was ready to be different and to be free, I opened my mind. The really important thing to understand about Hopa Ono is that it is not about correcting the other people. It's about correcting your perceptions of everything that you see outside. And when you take care of your perceptions, everything starts to change. And so at Date with Destiny, Tony would have us repeat this prayer and have different emphasis. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And then he would say, you know, speak it to her because Sean was speaking it to me. Speak it to her as if you mean it from your soul. Speak it to her as if you're envisioning everything that the two of you are going to do and all the fun experiences that you're going to have. He came at it from a number of different perspectives. And again, it's all about controlling what's in the mind. And the reason I share about Hopa Ono is because Tony taught us about proper blaming. If you're going to blame somebody for what they've done to you or not done to you or done for you, then you have to blame them for what they have done for you and what they created in you. And this was a very healing and freeing thing for my mother and I. And my hope and prayer was to come down here in January and just go full on Hopa Ono and just properly blame her for all the incredible things that she did in my life and gifts that she gave me because of who she was. I didn't get that opportunity, but yet I did. Because in those 12 hours where I was receiving the love, the grace, and the connection that my creator has for this beautiful life, I climbed into her hospital bed and I held my own mama as she was dying and I whispered the Hopa Ono prayer over and over and over in her ear until her neck was wet with my tears. And I wept and I released and I blessed. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that this was only possible because I had a new, beautiful, empowering question. Because when I showed up at 9.30 p.m. on January 2nd, God knew. My creator knew I had 12 hours with this beautiful woman. And I had a primary question that saved my life and gave me this opportunity to have my soul be healed in that moment. And I believe that it healed my mom's soul too. And I Maybe this sounds a little woo-woo, but it's my story, so be it. I believe that the love, grace, and connection 
that I was able to experience with my mom and the Hopa Ono prayer of healing and forgiveness that I was able to speak over her, ushered her more quickly home. Because I went to sleep holding her hand and when I woke up, she was slipping away. And I'm so grateful that I have this primary question that allowed me the most extraordinary gift of the 12 hours of love, grace, and connection with my angel of a mom. So when I say it can save your life, am I being dramatic? Because if so, I embrace that. And I would challenge you to be dramatic too. Because it depends on what you mean by save and what you mean by life. I believe that we save our lives when we have a mindset that clears the way to have the most extraordinary, beautiful, grace-filled life of giving and loving and serving. That is saving a life. Because what is a life? A life is not a series of years. A life is not a bunch of accomplishments. A life is about making a difference in this beautiful world. My creator has this beautiful life for me. And I will show up every single day until I take my final breath. Asking, how can I, Christine Denise Gale, more fully experience the love, the grace, and the connection that my creator has for this beautiful life? Life is beautiful. And it's extraordinary. And it's meant to be lived in freedom and connection and love. And I will choose that every day of the rest of my life. And that, my friends, is what I mean by saving this life. Because the life that I was living, where I asked every day why I'm too much and yet never enough to be loved, that's a bullshit life. That's not living. I saved this beautiful life from that BS question. And I am living in freedom. And I am living in fullness. And even though my heart is in pieces because my mom is gone from this earth, I feel more love and grace and connection than I have ever felt in a single moment in this life. Because my life has been saved by this primary question. My mom's end-of-life journey was more beautiful and dignified than it would have ever been if I'd showed up with that BS question. She asked me to stay with her. And I believe that because of this beautiful question that I now live every day with, I was able to give her the gift of love and grace and connection and forgiveness and gratitude for a life well-lived. I believe in those moments because of this primary question, all of the regret I know she had melted away and she felt pure love, pure acceptance, pure gratitude. And that is also a life that has been saved. So how will you show up? What primary question 
Are you asking every day when you get up and look yourself in the mirror and you look into your eyes, do you ask yourself a question that disempowers you? Do you ask yourself a question that leads to a BS attitude or a meh existence? Because if you do in an instant, you can choose to change that. You don't need a life-altering experience like a Tony Robbins intervention, although I highly recommend it. You don't need that. And you don't need to spend 12 hours watching your mom die to change your primary question. I urge you to change it now because how you save your own life is up to you. In an instant, you can choose in your beautiful, powerful, limitless mind to show up every day with a question that saves this life from doldrums, depression, and mediocrity. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be, oh, my life is so terrible. You don't have to be a victim of abuse. You don't have to be destitute or in, in an abusive situation. None of that has to be true for you to have a life that is less than extraordinary if you show up with a BS question. In an instant, you get to choose and you get to change. Will you do it? I promise you that the gifts you will not only receive from transforming the space you take up in this life. Not only is that, is that extraordinary, but you will then be filled with more energy and love and passion to change your world around you. Even just my interactions at the hotel since I've been in Florida this week. With the staff, they're, say, they're asking me, like, why are you so nice? Like, um, I don't know, because that's just being a good human. I am mired in grief, but people see a joy in me. I am brokenhearted, but I am giving out hugs to staff because, well, you know, I'm just kind of a hugger. But because it's easy. It's just easy to love. It's easy to serve and I see the staff and how they're treated by others and I want to be a light because I, Christine Denise Gale, see, hear, feel, and know that the purpose of my life is to be a light in the darkness and serve with passionate joy. That doesn't change. And I'm able to live out that purpose because I have a primary question that fuels my purpose, that opens my eyes, that clears the way to love others. And when you make a difference and you positively impact people and you love others, that's a life that's been saved. And then you get to go out and save the lives of others just by how you live. I so appreciate you joining me for this episode. And I appreciate you bearing with my tears and hearing all about Judith Carroll. She was an extraordinary woman, a life force, a selfless, devoted mom who did the best she could with what she had. She wasn't a perfect person, but she was my mom. She was my person. And I will choose every day for the rest of my life to honor her 
I will live. I will love and I will serve because my primary question lived, loved, and served her in her end days. Please take the time to really be honest with yourself about how you show up and how you view the world. And then once again, in an instant, change it. We're in this together. I know that a lot of you out there probably can relate to the pain that I'm going through. I would welcome your feedback. I would welcome your help because sometimes the pain is so blinding. But I would also offer my own connection. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Please remember that we are in this together. I'm not doing this for any other purpose than to live, love, and serve. And that includes you. I'll talk to you next time.